Well, US bonds are back in demand. We'll look at why that is, with equities taking a hit after Biden's message that everyone is going to have to pay their share. And will Biden get his stimulus plans through anyway? And will the bad news from the UK turn around as their vaccine program steps up to a jab every 30 seconds? And are we on the brink of a house price boom in Australia? It's Monday, the 18th of January, 2021. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, do you want a a quick memory check of how the week finished in case you weren't paying attention? Well, the US dollar was back on the rise on Friday, up 0.6% on the uh, DXY. Now it's it's highest since mid-December, in fact. That pushed the Aussie down uh, almost 1%. The New Zealand dollar down a tiny bit more than that. The pound down 0.7%. The euro down 0.6%. Meanwhile, US equities were down. We had a 0.9% fall in the NASDAQ, 0.7% for the S&P 500, and 0.6% for the Dow. Big falls in Europe too, uh, with the FTSE 100 down 1%, the Euro stocks 50 losing almost 1.2%, while ASX 200 finished the week pretty flat, and big moves in bond yields. 10-year treasuries down 5 basis points in the United States, although not much movement in Australia or Europe. It was pretty well contained within the US. Uh, and oil took a tumble, down 2.3% for WTI and Brent. Now, Rodrigo Cotrill is Senior FX Strategist at NAB in Sydney. He's kicking the week off for us this week. So, look, it's a relatively quiet day ahead, presumably, because it, it's Martin Luther King Jr. Day in uh, in the US. But let's look at what happened on Friday. So, stocks down, oil down, uh, a move to bonds. So, is this because there are risk concerns? So, that's uh, pushing up demand for bonds. Or, I mean, is it also the prospect of inflation that's pushing yields up and presumably also seeing a lot of money flowing into the United States. There's a few things going on right now, isn't there? Morning, Phil. Yes, there's a few things going on. Um, I suppose in terms of the performance on the day, uh, there's been an element of uh, factors playing into sort of the the souring of sentiment. Uh, In in particular, we've got to remember we had the big speech on Thursday night from Thursday night in the US, that is, uh, from President Biden or President-elect Biden. Um, and whilst he promised, uh, you know, big expenditure in, the, in close to $1.9 billion, um, the market has reassessed this whole strategy in terms of how exactly he's going to get this done, uh, whether he will find supports uh, in Congress. Uh, and in particular, there was also, um, in the later part of the speech, he also talked about uh, suggesting um, that everybody needs to pay their fair share. Uh, and that there was a, a a clear dig there that uh, there will be a revision to uh, tax policy, in particular to um Mm. corporate tax and also potentially for high income earners as well so um, he particularly made that reference to uh, the potential for another package coming through uh, in terms of infrastructure spending and the green spending uh, and he's suggesting that that will be funded uh, by by a reassessment of the tax policy so again uh, that's not really market friendly news but it also implies that uh, he's not going to get that done very quickly. Yeah, is that though why we're seeing equities losing a bit of their mojo at the end of the week? Well, um, with what what is notable is that uh, Biden made the speech uh, our Thursday night, or rather uh, Friday morning, um, and then we saw the equity futures uh, uh, starting heading south uh, because of the speech, and then of course we've seen the, uh, during Friday the Friday session a continuation, if you like, or an acceleration of that performance. So um, we've also had the banks reporting on Friday nights, and uh, as much as the the good news was that uh, those bad loan provisions were trimmed a little bit because uh, many of the banks have. 
uh, improve the outlook for 2021, meaning that, you know, the potential for bad loans going the wrong way has, uh, um, you know, deteriorated or it's not as bad as expected. So that was the good news. Uh, but uh, the reporting overall wasn't uh, very, very, uh, very good, particularly in terms of the, the sort of the lending side or rather the consumer side of the banks. So we've seen banks underperform and that's played into then the performance for the market, in, indeed uh, financials and energy were the big underperformance. Um, and of course, the overall sort of sentiment around how quickly the US economy will recover uh, because of question marks around the Biden uh, program uh, has also played uh, into the energy sector and the demand for oil. So we've seen a combination of factors playing into that. And lastly, uh, we also had disappointing data. Uh, retail sales in, in the US came a lot softer than yeah. expected. Um, and also we had the Empire State uh, Manufacturing Index uh, uh, unexpectedly also uh, printing lower. So, so it's been a combination of factors, but certainly we've got to remember where we were coming from. The, the US equity market was a little bit topish, if you like. Um, so a bit of a reversal of that reflation trade is certainly playing in investors' minds at the moment. Right. But if, I mean, if there is an expectation that uh, the inflation is going to pick up in the US faster than it does anywhere, then isn't that going to mean that people are going to be buying into, into US bonds and therefore that, that's going to have an impact on the US dollar? Well, uh, I suppose uh, from a currency perspective, um, it's probably worth noting that if, if, you, if you have countries that are expected to have high levels of inflation, that's not necessarily good for, for the currency uh, because it means that your currency value is, is being eroded through to inflation. Um, but, but certainly what has occurred is that there's been this dynamic about inflation, but also this dynamic that we've seen a big rise in US treasury yields. Um, and whilst you know we have negative yields in Europe and so on, the appeal of high interest rates in the US is certainly one dynamic that many investors talk about and says, well, ultimately, you're hunting for yield uh, um, and therefore 10-year treasury yields trading you know, um, at, at 1.08% still look very attractive when you have negative options elsewhere. So there's certainly that dynamic that is playing in, 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 in the investors' minds. But at the moment, I think that uh, there's been um, an upliftment in inflation expectations in part because of the expectations that not only the US, but the world economy will do better in 2021. Uh, but now we've seen a bit of a reassessment of how quickly is that recovery going to happen? Because for one, COVID-19 is still very much alive and kicking and hurting economies around the globe. Um, but also there's this question marks about how quickly the vaccine rollouts will be implemented um, and, and whether they will de- indeed be effective. Well, every 30 seconds in the UK, apparently they're uh, they're up to, uh, what is it, 300,000 just on Saturday alone. They've had 3.9 million vaccines, just the first jab. They're not too concerned about getting the second one out there, which uh, makes you question the uh, efficacy of it all. But uh, that's, I mean, that seems like fairly good news. Uh, plus, you know, their GDP for November, it fell 2.6%. That was a little better than expected as well. I mean, I think the OECD is forecasting an 11.3% drop over the year. So maybe they're, they're going to come under that unless December is absolutely tragic. So that plus the, the vaccine news, a, a glimmer of hope perhaps for uh, for the UK, even though they're, you know, and they're also seeing their numbers subside a little bit, even though their uh, fatality rate is still way up there. Uh, and of course, you know, in the United States, as you say, you know, in, in lots of countries, the numbers are still very disturbing. It is. It is. I mean, I suppose the the, the big sort of themes coming out from from the COVID-19 uh, developments is um, that we've seen this improvement in terms of the how vaccines have been implemented, not only in the UK, but also in, in the US as well. Um, Biden's talking about mm-hmm. the 100 million vaccinations in the first 100 days and Fauci over the weekend came out saying that he thinks it is possible to achieve that. Um, 
Um, whilst at the same time, there's also the, the talk about more lockdowns. Uh, in particular, you talk about the corridors in the UK uh, in terms of traveling restrictions, but also Germany is looking into introducing curfews. So again, from a sort of activity, from an economic perspective, um, what is happening is that we've seen uh, activity being suppressed by all this introduction of, of lockdowns and, and restrictions over the near term, whilst at the same time, there's still that hope that um, at least over the second half of 2021, we'll see a rebound in economic activity as the vaccines become, um, you know, broadly distributed or implemented around, around the world. Yeah, well, when Boris Johnson said uh, the UK was going into lockdown until the school half-term holidays in February, that seems to have changed miraculously over the weekend to there's the hope that they'll be able to lift some of those restrictions uh, in early spring, so uh, March, April time. So it looks like they're they're in it till Easter and they've, uh, they're possibly also going to step up the uh, their quarantining, so it's done Australian style. So if you fly into the UK, you're going to be stuck in a hotel. That's right couple of weeks so uh, let's look closer to home then home loans for november in australia uh, up 5.5 percent investment loans up six uh, percent uh, that's what low interest rates do for you isn't it but that um in australia more than most places but the afr today pointing to confidential analysis by the rba suggesting house prices could jump 30 percent over the next three years because people are you know unless people are expecting a rate rise and they're not over the next three years so are we are we talking a bubble here well, the RBA, uh, officially at least, uh, doesn't think so. Um, um, in terms of when, when the RBA thinks about the housing market, it's not just the prices, but it's the ability to actually pay those loans. And at the moment, um, they're not really concerned about that. Um, we've got to remember that the, the huge decline in um, in interest rates does mean that the affordability of housing uh, is or houses become more affordable. So, uh, and also from a sort of macroeconomic perspective, the RBA would argue that it's actually right to see increasing prices, and we want to stimulate you know uh, that part of the, the the economy. We want to see an improvement in construction. Um, so, so there's positive aspects about house prices mm. going up as well. Whilst at the same time, there's, you know, there's also this issue about uh, everybody being able to to have the ability to buy a house. So, um, that's where. I suppose the government comes also in, in, into play in terms of making that affordability more possible. So um, it's a combination of things. But at this stage, we remember the house prices have been relatively stable, um, you know, going up a little bit. Um, so at the moment, it's not a concern. Uh, but certainly, if we were to get to 30% rise in, in three years, then uh, at the end of that, it, it will seriously be a concern. Yeah. yeah, but not at this stage. No. All right. Now, look, we've not got much from the US today because, uh, as we said, it's a it's a public holiday. But a, a, what a week ahead. We get the inauguration in Washington, uh, Washington in a heightened state of alert in readiness for that. Uh, you know, at least Donald Trump will be able to say that there were more people turning up for his inauguration than the one this week. So he'll be happy about that. But look, today, all eyes are going to be on China, aren't they? We get GDP for Q4, we get industrial production, we get their retail sales numbers, a cornucopia of Chinese data. We get unemployment for December as well. GDP is expected to pick up quite a bit for their final quarter, isn't it? Yes, uh, GDP is expected to, yet again, uh, you know, print a very, very solid number. Uh, the market is looking for a 6.16% rise year on year, up from 42 in Q3. So it will be a very impressive performance. And again, the focus will be about the, the details of, of that performance. Um, and, and we get those monthly activity indicators for December. A lot of focus has been uh, about the fact that the recovery in China has been led by the production side, by manufacturing and so on, whilst the consumer has been lagging behind. Uh, but we have seen an improvement to the consumer in recent months. And, and now again in December, expectations are for retail sales to rise to 5.5 from 5 
5% in November. So that will be a good story for, for China that is now not just the, the sort of industrial side that is doing well, but also the consumer that is coming to the party yeah, as well. Yeah, which uh, should be good news for Australia. Hopefully, so long as, you know, the tit-for-tat measures uh, calm down this year, we get Aussie jobs and retail numbers this week, plus the uh, ECB, the Bank of Canada, the Bank of Japan, and earnings season tomorrow as well. Uh, we get, uh, well, starting tomorrow, really, we get Netflix, Logitech tomorrow, Halliburton, Bank of America, Goldman Sachs. I just wonder how responsive equity markets are going to be uh, to these results this time around, given that, you know, virus news could overtake it. And also the question of how far uh, Joe Biden gets with his stimulus. And as you mentioned, you know, what other measures he's going to introduce in the way of tax? Yes, there's certainly, I think that the focus will be on whether any company can provide any guidance. Uh, as we saw on Friday, there was a lot of focus mm. about, uh, you know, the guidance that the banks have provided uh, in terms of, um, you know, improving the the, 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 the bad loans book. Uh, but certainly it will be a, an outlook in terms of what the what companies expect, particularly as the economy reopens. Yeah, the economy reopens. I like the sound of that. Good to talk, Rodrigo. Catch you again very soon. Thank you. Thanks, Phil. Talk soon. Cheers. And that is it. That is the morning call for this Monday morning. I'm Phil Dobby for now. Back again tomorrow morning. See you then.